Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How do we feel about the Emmys? How did we feel about the, like, nostalgia sets that they had with the reuniting of casts and whatnot? Um, Because I didn't love it. I loved the idea of it. But when they made them do, like, a sketch sort of thing or or even like the like Martin with the Martin cast. I was so freaking excited to see the Martin cast. I couldn't even like believe how excited I was to see the Martin cast. But um I just it was like uncomfortable. It was almost like it reminded us just how old we are <laughs> or something. Like the Cheers cast was cute. I just didn't understand the actual um the sketches, like I didn't understand what the what the purpose of them was. Uh, the The sets were incredible. A lot of money goes into that, dude. A lot. Um, hi, Essie. Yeah, but I just I was like they weren't fully realized, and I also thought that Anthony Anderson really leaned on his mom as that bit a lot. He leaned on that quite a bit. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't love the execution. I would have preferred full on musical numbers. Like give me all a musical number. Hi, Kylie. Like I want to see them full dance routines or something. If you're going to go through all that trouble to make that set, like the Ally McBeal cast, when they came out, I was like, oh my God, make it stop. (laughs) Make them stop doing the dancing thing. It's, it was making me uncomfortable. Um, However, I was pretty happy with the fashion. The fashion was fashioning. Uh, how did we feel about Aubrey Plaza's with the pin, with the pin that went through the front? Someone, someone, uh, I can't, I don't know who, what account did it, but someone put, I'm sorry, I can't, don't hate me. The classic Sex in the City one. Hello. Yay, you made a live. I know I'm having to do this live at an earlier time than it will normally be. And also just a completely different day. It's normally going to be Mondays, 4 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, but I forgot I made a nail appointment on Tuesday. And I got to get these. I got you, Mama can't miss that. Um, I got recommended. By the way, if you're in L.A. and you need a nail person, uh, I was recommended to this woman. She's incredible. Rico Nails. Uh, she does it out of a little apartment that she's turned into her just business. It's just, she operates on her own. And I think that's the new way to go with nail people. I used to go to someone to get my nails done, but it was like a chop shop. I was, it was in and out. He had his books super full all the time. Uh, and it wasn't, wasn't good, but she is amazing. 
amazing and you can't and you can't skip because she's only it's only one person that can do it so if you like cancel on her she doesn't like it so hi zachary hello okay let's get into the fashions really quick because i i'm gonna be covering the traders and drag race the traders had three episodes drag race the first two because they did like a double split premiere um i thought that the red, the use of red from both Megan Fahey and Sarah Snook, love. If you are a redhead or reddish head, it looks fab. But I really loved uh, Ao's dress, the the bear. She won again. I'm so happy she's winning. I, I wish I knew how to put pictures up on here. There's got to be a way I can do that. I'll learn next time. I'll learn that from next time. I promise. Hi, Kayla. T. Gettys, hello. Um, okay, in terms of winners, who I was most excited about, I was gonna, okay, wait, I'm gonna be shady real quick. Quinta, when she won, all I could think about was, why is your dress so wrinkly? I just didn't love her dress. I just, I didn't love it. But I was happy that she won, very happy. I was a little sad that Christina Applegate didn't get it simply because she barely made it through filming that last season. And um, yeah, that's not easy. So who else did I love? Let me see. Jennifer Coolidge winning for the White Lotus. This was a, tr this was a tough one. It was basically an all White Lotus uh, nomination. It was, we had uh, Megan Fahey, Jennifer Coolidge, Aubrey Plaza, and Simona Tabasco, Tabasco, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, from all from the White Lotus. So if they were gonna give it to anyone, I'm glad Jennifer Coolidge got it. I will say though, Aubrey Plaza was so good. She gave a lot of depth, she gave a lot of layers, loved it. Matthew McFadden getting it again for succession. He really, that last season really was an incredible season. I will not argue with that. He did his performance was amazing, but I did love that they gave Alexander Skarsgård a nomination because he is such an. They don't talk. They don't talk about him enough. He's amazing, and he was so good in Succession. I think I'm going to watch the last season again, just because I haven't watched it in a minute. I had to go back and watch the Bear. Um, I had to watch that Fishes episode. Speaking of the Bear, Jeremy Allen White wins again. Jeremy Allen White always accepts awards the same way. He always he always accepts awards. He's always like, um, uh, uh, you know, I just I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, 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 uh, um, um, wow. Uh, um, 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 I'm just so it's just, it's an unbelievable gift. It's the same thing every single time. So he can get off the stage. Okay, bye bye. Outstanding supporting actress was the freaking best that Niecy Nash got it because the dangerous thing about a show like Dahmer. The, even if you give great supporting performances, you don't really notice it, but Nisi was so good. And she gave us the best acceptance speech ever. I'm gonna play just a part of it because I've literally been playing it on repeat. I'm not kidding, repeat. You know who I wanna thank? I wanna thank me. Mm. For believing in me and doing what they said I could not do. And I want to say to myself in front of all you beautiful people, go on, girl, with your bad self. You did that. She gave a per... Then she said Sandra Bland. She said all the names. She just killed it. She fucking killed it. Hi, Jazz. Um, yeah, so she... I was so happy she won. 
uh, Christopher Storer won for the bear. That was, that was nice. That was, they really gave it up for the bear. Um, he won for best writing, writing. So, okay. A friend of mine just said this the other day, or maybe that was today. He said the, the comedy series, the category, we need to create a dramedy category because the category, the, the nominees in outstanding writing for a comedy series is the bear, uh, Barry, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, the other two, and Ted Lasso. And I just feel like those don't all necessarily belong in the same category. Um, drama, I, I don't even know if they would listen to us about dramedy, but of course, Drag Race won. It's really hard not to give it to Drag Race. They just do everything. Like when you look at the other ones, Amazing Race, Survivor, Top Chef, The Voice, it's like all you do is sing or all you do is cook. A drag race, you're doing everything. So I, I give, I, I understand it always winning. Uh, Trevor Noah, he got to win for outstanding variety talk series. I love him. I love Trevor Noah. Let's see who else was a good clear winner that I was excited about. Jesse Armstrong winning for outstanding writing for a drama series. If that man doesn't get to work on a spinoff. I am, I cannot accept, I cannot accept it, you guys. I cannot accept that we are not getting any more succession. That's not fair. I need to know what they're up to. I need to know what they're doing. I'm so sad. Hi, Evelyn. Hi, Colleen. Okay. I love Beef winning a lot. He was great. Lee was so great when he accepted his awards. Outstanding director, Mark Millad for Succession. Just for the the scene with uh, Logan's death, that alone. That alone was, that whole episode was incredible. Elton John, EGOT, he got it. He got the EGOT for his Farewell from Dodger Stadium variety special. Um, I'm just so glad they didn't give it to Chris Rock. I'll tell you that much. I also find it so weird when they give it, when they, when the Emmys nominate award shows, like the Oscars or the Tonys. I don't know why. I'm like, that's not, you don't have, you don't have the right to do that. I don't know. I feel like they should not get, they don't, they don't get awards. They don't, they don't count. Okay. No, thank you. That's, I don't think those should ever count ever. Kieran Culkin won again. Oh, I don't know if everyone saw, but when, um, I thought it was so stupid, uh, but when Pedro Pascal came out, he's like, I have been, been getting a lot of questions. I swear, my friend and I thought he was about to come out of the closet, and we were like, it's happening, everyone. Like, he would do it like that. But he was like, a lot of questions about what happened to my arm. It's my shoulder, actually. And and then he's like, what I wanted to say is, and it was bleeped out or, like, cut from the thing, is that Kieran Culkin beat the shit out of me. Love that they have like a little banter, a little back and forth. Big fan of that, I'll tell you. Sarah Snook winning for Succession, also amazing, really, really great. Um, and I thought in that category, she was the one who should have got it. So I was happy with that win. Again, with the outstanding comedy series, The Bear. But it's up against Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Wednesday. Like these are, it's not a, it doesn't count as a comedy. I get that it has so much humor in it, but it's like, it's up there with succession, in my opinion. Like succession, you know what I mean? And outstanding drama series. It better go to succession, I'll tell you that. It better, it better. 
Um, okay, other fashion did I gag for? Wait, Katherine Heigl, guys. Katherine Heigl looked incredible. Her Another one in the red. Another one in the red. Um, I'm going to kind of rush through this, though, because I do want to make sure I don't get cut off because I have only an hour. Um, my friend, my friend didn't know who Hannah Waddingham was. She's the actress from Ted Lasso. And finally he, he's, he'd been making, he's like, why is she in the front row? And I, I didn't know who he was talking about. And finally he goes, why is Megan Kelly in the front row? I'm like, what? And then when she, she got up and like did something, I'm like, that's not, that's Hannah Waddingham. But kind of fair, right? I was like, a little fair, a little fair. Um, hi, Susan. Evelyn, I don't know if I said hi yet, but hi. Colleen, when you said Barbie, what are you referring to? Barbie. This was the Emmys, so I I did not I did not watch the Critics Choice Award. I I I don't know why, guys. I can't even care about it. I'm like this I just think it's the stupidest, it's the dumbest award show. The critics, the critics vote. Well, they already we already I'm a critic. We already do enough of that. I just didn't feel like I needed them. I don't need the Critics Choice. People had some cute fashion there though. I will say that. Um, ooh, also Jessica Chastain in that Gucci neon green. Ooh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but okay, I really have to stop because I've got so many episodes to get through of um, uh, the Traders and Drag Race. So shall we get into that? Let's get into, let's go to Drag Race first. Okay, so I was unaware. See, I don't normally cover Drag Race. I have just sort of felt like it's not my place. Um, and I was unaware. I didn't know that the queens do not like to be compared to other queens. I did not know this was a thing. I did a post on my TikTok and on my Instagram about how, um, oh, you didn't like the Barbie movie, Colleen. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to drag you a little bit because that is honestly... It was a, a phenomenal film. Um, so, Colleen? Um, I did not know that queens did not like to be compared to other queens from past seasons. So I, I made a post j just being like, this person reminds me of this person with a little bit of that person. It just, it was a very, because to me, I don't think it's possible to be completely original at this point in 2024. I just don't know if we can do anything that isn't reminiscent of something else. Um, but for the some queens, it feels as if you are saying their art is not original. And it sparked a whole mess of madness on TikTok. The, the video I did went viral. And I would say it's like 60% like, oh, I agree. And here's other people I think they remind me of. And the other 40% are some vicious reads. Uh, not even reads, just like calling me a typical white straight woman, which I am offended by because I'm not straight, okay? Um, but I was shocked. I didn't know. I've heard the RuPaul's Drag Race fan, fan base can be a little intense, but I, I hadn't seen it. Uh, so I had to make a follow-up video where I was like, sorry, I won't be comparing queens anymore. But it's, to me, I'm sorry, I have to, because here we are, we're doing this live. I... I don't look at it as an insult. If you remind someone of someone else, I get it all the time. People tell me all the time, like, you're kind of like a, and they, I don't find that they're telling me I'm not good because if you were, if what you, if you do something that you do well, it shouldn't matter if you are reminded 
of someone else. It shouldn't it shouldn't be like an insult, but the queens they don't like it and the fans they don't like it. Um, but I'm sorry, it's a little hard for me not to see a lot of the, some of them I'm just like, well, they are very much like plain Jane, who is the shade queen this season. She's, she's giving us a lot of fun in her interviews. I know that her shady interviews are like for us. It's for the audience. And I appreciate that. But, um, I don't believe her drag. I feel like she looked at, at last season with Jimbo on all stars and was like, that's what I'm going to do. Rue loves it. Because I just don't feel like that's authentically her drag. And I feel like she's just biting off. Oh, I'll say it. I'll say it. Um, Susan says you did that post in an altered state, to be fair. I basically all of my posts are in an alter in an altered state. But I was, yes, I was stoned. I made the con the content. I honestly kind of forgot I made the content when I woke up and opened my TikTok and I was like, whoa, 60,000 views. Oh, whoa. <laughs> they don't like me. Um, okay. I agree. There's too much exposure. It's not even possible for a truly original book, movie, anything. We'll pull inspo from somewhere. Exactly. And that's why when you do find a very original type of, you know what the, uh, the show, the TV show that we need to get back already is Severance. That, that show, that is a very original, unique show, but it's done well. Cause sometimes people will try to be unique and different, um, just for the sake of being unique and different. And it's just not good. And then they'll, they'll try to say something like, People don't appreciate when you try something new. I'm like, no, that's not it. We love it. We love it when it's when it's new. Uh, but I um, I think Severance is a great example of like, wow, this is innovative, never been done before, and also amazing. See what I'm saying? And then it's too out there. Yep, exactly. Ho Johnny says Hollywood is obsessed with remakes. No one asked for for real. That is a downfall of Hollywood. It really is. They, they're they so afraid of doing something new because they're like, if it worked before, we'll just try it again. And half the time a remake, you're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You really shouldn't have gotten these people back together. That's why the Friends cast, they were smart. They knew. They're like, we're not going to be able to recreate the magic that we once had. It's It's when you're working on a show, you're all together all the time, every single day, pretty much. They've taken all these years off. And that's what was happening for me at the beginning of the Emmys, or not the beginning, when they would do those nostalgia moments where they would have the Ally McBeal cast or the Grey's Anatomy cast. And it just made me feel old. It made me feel like when I was watching it, like, oh my God, I need to, I need to get some night cream and I need to put some lotion on the back of my hands because it just reminded me of how much time had gone by and how kind of like rickety they all were looking. Cause it's the magic of working on a cast, especially for a TV show, like you are in it for years and years and you have this, this chemistry, you're a part of each other's lives. When you go off and you do every other thing you can think of and have lives and kids and whatever the hell it is, it's really hard to recreate that chemistry. And um, that Allie, Mc I, I can't get over how bad, how much I wanted to make that Allie McBeal thing stop. I just, I, it was, it was bad. That one was the most haunting. There was that Joey show. That was a horrible show, wasn't it? I tried. I tried to, um, I tried to, I tried to watch the Joey show, but no, no, thank you. Over it. 
Okay, back to Drag Race. I don't know what it is about this cast or this just the maybe it's the set, maybe it's the way they've got the Rada Queen and they took some notes from how they do All Stars, which is instead of making us watch uh, the lip sync for your lives, they're going to do lip sync for the win. I don't know if they're going to do that all season. I don't know if that was just for the first two episodes because they were doing the premieres. Um, but I do appreciate that now they don't send a queen home right away. They are caring a lot more about the queen's mental health because they used to not give a shit. That's how it was. Like America's Top Mod Next Top Model. All these shows were about like beating you down to a pulp and being like, but if you want to make it in this town, you know what I mean? Not anymore. Drag Race, even on the judges, they're like, we, we, we don't need to destroy these people anymore. They're talented. <laughs> they're amazing queens to even just get here. And then they get ripped to shreds. And I'm glad that they, they've taken that note. I will say that the first photo shoot challenge for the, the first premiere with the front door, whatever, it was just a little weird. It, it, I, I kind of felt bad for those queens because they're like, I first they couldn't see Rue. So they're like, what is the purpose? And are we supposed to be playing to the ring camera? It was a little, it was a little bizarre. They did the best they could, but I thought that was just odd. Um, I love, love Connie. Anytime we get more love, Connie, I'm here for it. Okay. Immunity is back. How did I not realize that immunity has been gone this whole time? I just like, those are something I didn't put in, in my head, but yeah, they haven't done immunity in since season five, I guess. Um, a little moment in the workroom, morphine and her BBL next to Sapphire's or Safira's natural ass was everything. Okay, that was a booty off. Charlize Theron comes in with the cookies. I'm dying. She's stunning. Skinny as hell, but that model type of skinny where you're like, yeah, that's what you should look like. She looked incredible with the black, meshy, whatever. With the, I loved it. Loved it. The talent show, Mirage and the heel clacking. Now, I'm sorry. I've got to do a little comparing. She, she really gives me a door essence and i love adore love adore love her journey too love adore uh, but also someone said to my post that got so much heat uh someone said that they felt like a little anitra was in there too and hell yes hell yes the heel clacking heel clacking i love that rue talks about how they went to jumbo's clown room just to see the heel clacking it also made me feel old because I'm like, I know exactly the, the dancer she's talking about. I used to I used to go to Jumbo's Clown Room just for the ladies too. I used to love Jumbo's Clown Room. Did they close that? They should have because I can only imagine what it's like now because there was some talent. We were at that, at the time I was going to Jumbo's Clown Room, burlesque, remember when burlesque was everything? Like the Moulin Rouge and it was, everyone was doing burlesque, right? It was such a moment. And so I, every audition was a burlesque audition, basically. And I would go to Jumbo's because these bitches were dancers and they didn't get full naked. They just went down to what you would wear in a burlesque, like a little, sometimes pasty, sometimes whatever, tassels. But the when they would clack their heels, ooh, something so fun about that. Tsunami lip syncs to her own song, which I thought the song was a fucking bop. Uh, but it was a little, it was a little underwhelming, but I'm like, can I get this track? Cause I like it. 
Dawn was throwing so much shade at everybody, basically everyone, um, in in her interviews. And I just don't really th- – I didn't think Dawn's was amazing, amazing for all of that shade. But also she's – you know, that's what they do in interviews. They make, them, they make them throw shade. They want the sound bite. They want the meme. They want the gif or gif or whatever it's supposed to be. No one's going to top Safira because she does the dirty opera and with a slow split – a slow split while singing? And I thought, anyone else think that that was not real? Anyone else think that that was not? I thought that she was lip syncing. I'm like, there's no way this is actually coming out of her mouth. Hi, Caitlin from Germany. Hey, Germany. So far not loving Plain Jane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. She Plain Jane is the shady, shady, shady one, okay? Shady as hell. Alyssa Edwards messed it up season five with that terrible snatch game. God, she did. <laughs> she really did. She really did. The snatch game is what gets them all. And I'm always so shocked at who doesn't come prepared for snatch game. Like, if I knew, because I would not, I, I would, it is, snatch game's not easy. You have to be in character and improvising. Really hard to do that. That's, and if you're not an impressionist, that would be something I'm working on all the freaking time. All the freaking time. Because uh, I would be terrified of the Snatch Game coming up. Um, but at the judges, I'm not going to go too into every single runway because we have two to get through. But at the judges, they they really are toning it down. Um, RuPaul tells the story of going to Jumbos. And then Mira- Mira- Michelle tells Mirage because... They're loving it. They're loving the heel clacking. She says, and this, I'm sorry, I thought this was so perfect, this this note. She says, I think you're dynamic. I think you're fun to watch. Here's the thing about you. You're a little bit messy. You need to clean it up a little bit because I feel like if we let you perform that number three times, every time would be different. So I want you to think a little bit about having a beginning, a middle, and an end. Work, bitch, work, Okay. I, I didn't realize that this is the case until just the other day. I tend to agree with the judges that the audience thinks are too harsh. Like when I was watching Ariana on Dancing with the Stars and I was like, I'm agreeing with everything Carrie Ann says because no one wants to do it. You just want to get up there and be like, you're doing so great. You're doing wonderful. But Michelle gives notes sometimes that really do, they really help perfect and polish because that's what they really should be coming on Drag Race for, right? They're already successful queens in their own right, but they come on there to become that next level. And Michelle has seen all of them. And so I thought that note was so perfect. So, so perfect. And with Safira, Michelle tells her that the titties were a little close together. I think you need to size up. They look like Fisher Price, my first boobs. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. Rue calls Safira out for being slew-footed. I had to Google it. I didn't know what slew-footed was. And I I couldn't tell. I think Rue might also have slew-foot, slew-feet. Because she says, you look like one of them Charleses. And I'm assuming she's talking about her family or something. Because uh, she did. And I had I looked it up. And if you don't know what they are, they, they're like just kind of awkward, sort of goofy feet. It's fucked up. Okay, they do the Rate of Queen. Top queens are Safira and is it Sapphire? Am I saying her name wrong? 
Um, hi, Ricky. Meredith Marks should be your snatch game character. Zachary? <laughs> that is a brilliant idea, actually. That I could do. I could, I could, I could be her. Oh my God. Wow. That just <laughs> um, why are they lip syncing to break my soul? Why do they keep doing this with this? I know that they're trying to get like an of the moment of the moment track, but like only Beyonce can sell these silly lyrics about just quitting your job. <laughs> like when Beyonce, when this song came out, I was like, only Beyonce can pull that off. Cause like, I'm not, I can't quit my job. Um, Severe is able to give splits and Q just really cannot dance very well. We've come to find. Also, this is a really weird, really weird thing to say. And I hope there's someone who understands. Why does Q remind me of Tori from the challenge? I don't know. I don't know if anyone even understands what I'm saying, but there's just, some, I don't know. There was something about her body that reminded me of Tori. Anyway. Okay. Episode two, this challenge made more sense with the, the challenge at the DMV. Love seeing T.S. Madison. Love, love Connie being there. Rue and T.S. Madison are having a ball behind that DMV desk. A ball. They are just riffing back and forth off each other, having the time of their lives. Hershey LaCour, we find out, is raising his boyfriend's sister's kids. And that is everything. Pull up my heartstrings all you want. Pull out them all you want. Okay, Becky G is the guest judge. Now, I, I didn't know who that was. And I'm like, what would happen if you didn't know? And I, I don't think Plain Jane knew who she was exactly either. Plain Jane was kind of playing it off weird. I'm like, that would have been, I, I don't, I had to Google. And then of course, I'm like, of course she's got billions of followers and everyone knows who she is. I'm just so out of touch with stuff. Um, They talk about how they're going to rate. And Plain Jane's like, I'm going to rate fairly. And the other queens are like, no, she's not. I don't believe that for a second. No one believed you, Plain Jane. Now one person believed that. Derek Berry is the host of the Queen's Queen's Choice Awards. And honestly, I love that Derek just knows he's just a little dumb Britney. He's just a little dumb Britney doing dumb little Britney twirls. <laughs> I like that he just leans into that. That's just, he's everything. Okay. I know that we're saying we don't like um, Plain Jane, but I did appreciate her read. Megami's talent show thing was the lip sync to hey what's going on i can't remember the name of that song um but with the signs that say protect queer art i was like okay but if you didn't hold up those signs what would the talent have been and i i i don't mean to be a dick but that isn't fair <laughs> You can't just sort of put like, it's almost like putting a barrier. You're like, see, I'm saying this. So you can't really say much. Like you could have held up that sign at the outro when they do the, the dance off thing. You know, they actually do hold signs. I think that say vote to protect us or something. So I was, I was right through. I was like, yeah, this is just um, not it. But plain Jane, that burger finger was just a rip off. I'm sorry. It was a ripoff. It was like a Jimbo. It it just doesn't match her, her person or, or his personality. When he's out of drag, I'm like, you don't seem goofy or silly. Like Jimbo embodies that, you know? Um, 
the runway i don't think anything super stood out plain jane starts in that long winter coat and then reveals the sports slut look and it just doesn't feel authentic it just doesn't the goofy dancing and the walking is like what jimbo did just i don't feel like that is who she is that's it and then megami didn't do a reveal so then you're you know you're in the bottom uh the the judges did love Nymphia. I love Nymphia Wynn. She's funny. With the bananas uh, and, the, and the, amazing, the amazing talent show, that was beautiful to see. But unfortunately, the judges are living for plain Jane's stupid burger finger number. I'm like, come on. But I kind of love that plain Jane, to me, like what, what it feels like with plain Jane is that the audience is going to have, a, have feelings about plain Jane, but the judges are gonna be like, we love plain Jane. Cause we also see the shade she's talking and we see more beyond just like the performance. So I, that's, I think that's fun. It's fun to have a villain of a season. And that is definitely plain Jane. Because as soon as they get into rate a queen, Jane of course picks the weakest, the weakest queens and puts them at the top because now she's like, I am not gonna be fair. I am playing pure strategy. It's like, yeah, everyone knows. <laughs> one person believed you, girl. <laughs> Not one. Um, I didn't know if Geneva necessarily belonged in the top, uh, but I also didn't think Jane did either. So then they had to lip sync to Becky G. And it's another song where like it's not good to lip sync to. It's good like with the with the performance, maybe like a with the people, like dancers and stuff. Um Geneva's kind of giving me a little candy muse. A little candy muse energy which is to me a compliment but why are the judges laughing so much at jane i was like she's not doing anything okay but i like it i like feeling things i like watching i like watching this show and feeling things um okay let's see have we talked traders yet nope coming up right now Nymphia for the win. If not, bring her back for All-Stars like tomorrow. Zachary, I agree with you. I think she's going to go far for sure. She's 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 a lot of fun. Speaking of traders, let's get into traders right now. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure you all know what I'm very upset about. Bananas? Bananas. The first one. It, I I was in disbelief. I was I I I mm -mm, I couldn't believe it. Was it a smart strategy move? Yeah, and I commented that on Johnny Bananas posted that his his that he was murdered. It was a picture of banana with a knife in it, and I said he made a selfish but smart move, and I'll never forgive him for it. MJ replied to that comment and said he made a safe move we didn't go to be safe yes girl no we didn't okay we didn't i was so pissed but anyway before that ct ct you guys ct and bananas we could have had a season of that because seeing like ct didn't even know how to drop they neither of them really knew how to drop the rivalry it's been in them for so long they didn't know how to drop that and he, I love the way CT describes it. He goes, we were in Never Never Land. He knew Rufio, I knew Peter Pan. That's so CT, that's so CT. Phaedra recognizes that politician right away. She's like, naughty, naughty. I love MJ referring to Alan Cumming as so swaggy. I Here's a, as much as Alan Cummings is over the top and he's all the things. He really is just having the time of his life. 
I'm like waiting for him to be like, un cabaret, un cabaret. Like, I, he's, he's having a time in his life. Kevin from Bling Empire, though, is immediately useless. He doesn't know what the challenge is. He's like, what's that about? Jail. Go to jail right now. You're arrested, sir. Phaedra and CT are looking, looking at all the pictures. She's given them all. She's given them all, all the tea. But then she says the bananas gives her repo man vibes. CT loves that. CT absolutely loves that. <laughs> Larsa insists that her and Marcus are not playing as a team. And did anyone else go? Sure, okay. But we see later. She's like, I'm here to win, baby. I will not let them see me sweat. She, they knew that they were going to be targets because you want to take out a duo, right? You're going to definitely want to take out a duo. She, without, she, they both say without hesitation, they would murder each other. I just, I was not expecting to enjoy their energy. And I feel like this should be their new reality TV career thing that they just go on competition shows like this because they're cutthroat. And I don't want to see them being all like lovey-dovey day-to-day. I could see them in this setting for sure. I am shocked at how much I'm liking Larsa. Now, I don't really remember season one all that much because I really don't remember much of anything. But the one, I don't remember them doing the one-on-one Alan meetings. I'm sure they did. I just don't remember. Um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed watching them have their little moments, like Bananas having a little moment with Alan. So they picked the traitors. And it's Dan and Phaedra. And I couldn't argue with really either of those choices, but I also feel like it would have been cool to do like Dan, like kind of continue storylines from their shows. Because that is the that is the fun thing about having all of these different um cast members from different shows with history and shit, you know? Like even CT and bananas. Like put a do like make it a little bit more exciting. Because Dan and Phaedra are just so polar opposite. And Dan apparently is not good TV. He is so boring. God. I'm like, wake up, bro. He like, what it, what it is is he feels like he really needs the money. And I don't like that. <laughs> Sorry. When, when you watch it with reality, with reality stars, you kind of want them to be like, oh, whatever. Or at least celebrities, you know what I mean? What, you know what I'm saying? I don't like Ekansu. Immediately don't like her. I don't remember her from Love Island UK. I'm still making my way through all the past seasons, but I was like, I don't enjoy your energy whatsoever. I don't like anything you say. Okay. Tamara is sick. She sounds super sick. She's got that really raspy voice and she's so sick. She has to actually sit out the first mission, which is amazing that they let her do that. But the mission is they have to boat to these puzzle pieces, put them together in the water and find there's a key. The the, the puzzle key is in one of the bottles and there are so many bottles. And then you got to start tied up. And the prize is $30,000 for the prize pot. So they get the people that get untied generally are helping other people, not Janelle. Janelle is coming into this thing like pissed, <laughs> hating everyone. She runs right for a shield. The last person tied up. People are in the water. People are swimming. Bergie. Bergie is still tied up and Phaedra and Sandra have to help him. And when he, when he finally gets untied, Phaedra goes, Bergie, I'm so proud of you, baby. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't do anything yet. I just, I, I love how much Phaedra like adores Bergie. CT and Bananas, though, they switch into challenge mode, honey. 
They are, oh God, I just love it. I just love having that there. Bananas is swimming himself to get a damn puzzle piece because these idiots are taking too long in the boat. CT is rowing with the alpha rows, alpha men just rowing and rowing. And then he sees a shield and he's like, oh, I'm going for it. And he goes and he gets that shield. But then I think Sheree's the one who finds it. Maybe, I can't remember the key, but whoever, it's it's Peppermint and someone else that are giving them the direction of how to put the pieces together. And it is a whole mess, a whole mess. But they get it. They do get it. Last last couple seconds, they make it happen. And Bananas is like, they better realize that they did that because of us, because of CT and me. And it's true. They did. They get back to the place. Peppermint and Trichelle have the tiniest little moment. Tiniest. Uh, Peppermint's like, I hope you guys keep me around a while. I hope I hope the traders keep me around a while because I have a lot of outfits I want to show you. And Trichelle, because she's dumb, is like, me too. So if I get murdered tonight, I know that's because I know you're a traitor. It was just a, it was a dumb joke. And so I kind of understood Peppermint being like, oh, like it took me a minute to follow that. Like, I don't give a fuck what you're wearing. That's probably what Peppermint was thinking too. Like, I don't care what you wear, you know? Like, that's fine. And so she was making that face, but dumbass Trichelle is like, I caught her. I just caught her. The traders first meeting the Phaedra and Dan, they have their meeting and Dan is on to bananas. And I right there, I was like, you better not, you better not. But he's right. Bananas absolutely would figure out that he used a trader. Bananas is amazing at these, at these games. And he's never played this, but like it, he should, bananas should look at it as an honor, I guess, because he was first out. They didn't want to play with him because he was going to win. But like, oh, I couldn't believe it. I love Alan's slow-mo walk to deliver the letter to the recruit. They've picked their recruit. And they pick Parvati, which at first I thought like was so lame. I was like, really? Lame. I'd kind of like to see some different people interacting. Um, but fine, whatever. It just what it proved to me was that producers really aren't stepping in and influencing their decisions because they wouldn't have murdered bananas first, and they probably wouldn't have picked Parvati. They probably would have wanted someone else. Is it Pavardi? I can't pronounce her name. Trishel is so annoying. Oh, I'm liking this. I'm liking what I'm seeing. We don't like Trishel. We don't like Trishel. I was surprised Phaedra knew so many of them. Yeah, I can I can see that. I can see that. Is this a live? Hi. Hi, Nish. How are you? I'm rooting for CT. I got you. I hear you there. Uh, not surprised, honestly. I was mad. Okay, MJ needs to lead them all in getting rid of Dan. Totally. Uh, I know I don't want to like Larsa, but she's good on traders. She is. She's good on traders. Excuse me. Okay, then let me go to finish the episode two. Okay, episode two, Bananas is Murders. I hate it here. I hate when, when Bananas was murdered, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this show. I was so upset. Um, but then they get the next challenge, which is the teams have to make their way to a field where $20,000 is hidden and they have to get there as fast as they can. But on the way, they have to answer a series of questions about their castmates and they have to pick the right answer because that has the key that unlocks a box. I still don't really understand why they had to unlock boxes, but that was just, that was just what it was. Um, John is able to run super fast. And Tamara tests him by asking if he has an inhaler because she had mentioned that he had asthma. And she's like, Ooh, this is proof that he doesn't have asthma, I guess. Whatever. At the round table, the fucking round table, Trishel is such a dumb bitch about Peppermint. Sorry. Sorry to call her a bitch. But she, Sheree tries to back up Peppermint. But Trishel tells Peppermint not to put, oh, because then 
peppermint start. I mean, look, peppermint was getting a little heated, but I, I'd be mad at her too. And the waitress shells like, do not put your hand in my face. There's like this intense moment. And I don't know if you guys remember Trishel from the challenge or like real world or whatever, but she's problematic. Okay. She has said some very problematic things. So I was like, I don't like the way you're talking to Peppermint. I don't like it one bit. You hear me? But then they basically all vote for Peppermint. All of them. Like pretty much every single one. Except for Peppermint, obviously. So when she gets up, says she's here for trans awareness, trans rights, representation, all of that. Yay. But then she's like, uh, I'm a faithful, you idiots. Sheree, they all voted for Peppermint. Sheree goes, I am not happy right now. <laughs> no, no one is. No one is Sheree. I am. But I am. I am not happy right now. No shit. Deontay feels so bad. He cries. Deontay, I don't know if he can handle this. He's even said, he's like, I don't know if I can. I don't know how long we're going to, I don't know how long he's going to stay. I almost feel like Deontay is going to volunteer to leave because he's like, I can't, I like literally can't deal with it. He feels so bad that they all singled her out and voted against her. Max, Dan, he's dancing with the stars, right? He's a weirdo. He's a freak. I can't tell if it's like a language thing. Like if he doesn't feel super comfortable communicating in English, and that's why he's quiet. But the way he like walks into rooms and is just like walks out. What are you doing? Marcus points out, they're just sitting around and points out that Dan, you're not talking a lot, Dan. You're not saying much. And Dan's just like, yeah, I'm just kind of a quiet guy. Well, then, of course, at the traders meeting, Parvati meets them for the first time. She thought she was thinking it was going to be Janelle or Sandra that recruited her, which was smart. Uh, but Dan, but Dan's like, I consider Parvati to be a good shield if there's ever suspicion. So that I guess Dan's being a good trader, but like technically by the book a good trader, but not for the TV show of it all. You know, like there's no flair, there's no pizzazz. You know what I mean? But Marcus comes up as an option because honestly, yeah, makes sense. Also, with getting rid of Marcus, you then. It affects Larsa. So it's like a double whammy. And he was saying, you're not talking a lot. So I kind of got it. So fine. The first people in are Larsa, Max, and Phaedra. Larsa goes, I'm going to save a seat for Marcus just in case. Phaedra does a great job of playing this off. She goes, don't say in case. Be positive. He'll be here. Knowing full well she murdered him. Phaedra, someone said on Twitter, I think Phaedra thinks they're actually going to murder someone, like for real. And she's excited about that. She's down. She is down for that. That's not good. That's very much not good at all. Um, when Larsa realizes, though, that Marcus has been murdered, she handles it like a G. Tamara's more upset about it. Tamara, Phaedra, and Larsa have this like, hug where they come in and they hug each other. A great moment. But Larsa, Larsa cries just a teeny tiny bit. I don't even know if it's a full cry. It's just like, but it's it's showing that she has a heart. But she's like, now I'm on the war path. And I loved it. I loved it. Alan tells them that their next challenge will take place in the dead of night. So have fun, guys. Wait around. Wait around all day. Larsa leads a really kind of cute speech. She's like, Marcus would have helped us figure out who the traitors are. So he's still, let's do it for Marcus. He's here in spirit. They all really seem to like Marcus. Like Marcus seemed to be a very popular guy. Max is being super sus with Deontay and CT. And I wonder, again, if it's a language thing. Like he can't find the words almost. 
you know, like they're like, so how do you feel about about Marcus? And he's like, I don't know. I I I I can't. I, I why would I have an opinion on that? Okay, dude, never mind. Larsa holds a little meeting, and she is locked in on Dan, and she's just watching him. His, and she asks what he thinks about whatever. And Dan, he's way too unprepared and vague and weak in his response. He's like, I, I, I am just hoping that there's a that they, we get a winner from this this challenge, and then I, I will then think. No, you have to if you are going to be a traitor, you have got to be prepared for what you would say as a faithful. If someone asks you, you have to be prepared. Like, what would I say if I wasn't a traitor? Not the way this looks, buddy. Okay, the challenge, the dead of night challenge, the gold is buried inside of graves and tombs and crypts marked with names of last season's already deceased contestants, plus Marcus and bananas. So they have to use these tools hidden throughout the cemetery to break them. Meanwhile, though, these two searchlights are roving around the grounds, and if a contestant is caught in a beam, they'll be eliminated, including whatever gold they're holding on to. Half of the players start in the graveyard. The other half wait off to the side of substitutes to rotate in as the A-team gets eliminated. Bergie, he steps up as the brains of this whole thing. Now, as you guys know, I'm a shameless bananas girl, so I was kind of like, ha, when CT was out pretty fast, because honestly, bananas would have not been out right away. He would have figured out the light pattern. He He's good. He This is but Bergie takes over. Bergie is the one that no one's really listening to at first, and then finally they start listening. Tamara does get a shield. She was smart. She saw that CT had broken open a tomb, and then he was knocked out. So she runs right over to that tomb, and there's a shield in there. But when Bergie gets tagged out, like he's like the last one. They've got all this gold, and he finally gets tagged out. And Phaedra yells, not Bergalicious, not my baby. <laughs> what the fuck? It's amazing. Janelle, okay, there's this moment with Janelle and Ekinsu with the with the shield. And according to Ekinsu, she basically is holding the shield and then Janelle rips it out of her hand. Uh, but Janelle insists that didn't happen. And she even posted on her um, social media like that it didn't happen. I can't remember exactly what she said, but she has some sort of proof to it. I don't know. Back at the castle, Max is walking around like a cartoon spy. He's literally walking into the rooms and he's like getting tea. Like he's like, hmm, oh, uh, just me getting some tea. But like so obviously listening into what they're saying. So yeah, bro, I would think you were a traitor too. Or would I not? Or would I be like, I don't know, he's being too obvious. Maybe he's just like a bad traitor. But like literally, dude, literally. MJ is also on to dance. So MJ and Larsa are both like, mm-mm, this, is, this isn't great. So at the round table, MJ confronts Dan, and he explains why he's so quiet, whatever. Matt, and it, it kind of could have seemed to someone like a good explanation. But MJ's like, I'm sorry, that's still playing the game too safe. We're not here to play the game like that. And then fucking Deontay comes in and vouches for Dan and totally throws him off and takes it over to Max. I mean, fair to not trust Max, but like... Damn it, they were so close. CT says it's Max too, and Max says he thinks it's him. And then they kind of go back and forth, and CT's like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely voting for you because you're a dick. Larsa says Dan too because he's so calm. Dan, okay, he does a good job of seeming like a good guy and says, he says to Larsa, I'll do a better job of talking to you and communicating with you. 
And she's like, okay, but I still don't believe you. The vote, the votes this time are actually nice and diversified. They're not all one person like they were last time. We have Janelle, we have Max, we have Dan, we have Ekansu. Peter votes for Kevin. <laughs> these two, these two thought they had a brilliant plan. They were Peter and Kevin have become like little bros, and they hang out all the time. <laughs> so they're like, "What we're gonna do? I'll vote for you. You vote for me. We'll throw the whole thing off." Peter voting for Kevin, that alone would have worked. That alone would have thrown people off. It's when Kevin also votes for Pete that I think people were like, okay, they're just doing a thing. (laughs) It didn't make any fucking sense at all. All right, so Max gets the most votes. And his, his, his thing was, he goes, I said no long speeches. I am a faithful. And the producers were like, we told you to give a speech. I know these producers have conversations with all of them. Like when you, if you're going to get out, you have to give a little speechy poo. Phaedra lets out this how, no, no, like that. It was very good. She sold it. She sold it. Now, but now Deontay, he can't even handle it. He was the one who led this one. He's so emotional. Phaedra goes over to him and she's crying and she is wiping his tears. (laughs) It's so good. The traders challenge now, though. The next, they're given a challenge. They don't get to have a little meeting. They have to do all of their discussing out in the open. They've got to get a chalice out of the bo- one of the books in the library. And the first person they get to take a sip from the chalice will be poisoned, but they won't even die right away. It's like, we don't even know at what point they die. So that's also something I'm very intrigued about that as well. So they have to deliberate out in the open. And as much as I wasn't super into Parvati at first, she's actually giving me like full-blown assassin. Like I was like, oh shit. Like she she also might think they're gonna kill someone. And she might th- she might think this is actual poison in this chalice as well. And she's cool with it. She's fucking cool with it. She has zero she goes, I have zero adrenaline running through my body. And I could tell she's not kidding. I could tell she's like, I know what to do. Like, I kind of okay, never mind. This is working for me. But but then she goes over to where Sheree is and Phaedra can tell that she's trying to give it to Sheree. So she blocks Parvati from giving the goblet to Sheree. And then Parvati's like, okay, I'm going to go in the other room anyway. Phaedra goes, oh, Jesus. And so this is what's so funny is that like someone turns back because they don't know why she wasn't having a conversation. Out of nowhere, she just goes, oh, Jesus. And no one's, they're like, eh, totally normal that Phaedra did that. But then the last thing we get, we don't know who she's going to give it to. Parvati is in the kitchen and it looks like she might zone in on Peter, which I'm cool with because like, that's fun. Whatever. I also really want to know what happens if someone dies. Like if someone, if someone, um, yeah. Yeah. Someone in the room said, kill me now, but I didn't catch who it was. Oh, that actually, I might've seen that. Hi, Jessica A. Hi, Jacqueline. Caitlin, I don't know if I said hi to you yet. Just want to say hi to everybody who I have not said hi. Sophia, Hi. Um, Trishel is annoying. I'm glad we're on the same page there. I think Phaedra will outlast Dan. Uh, yeah, because if MJ and uh, Larsa don't let up, because the, the good thing about them bringing it up now, like the good thing about them saying it should be Dan, and then they're like, no, 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 Dan's fine. It's actually Max. Then the next time they come to the table, people may be more open to like, well, could be. Like we Maybe we were just thrown off the track tracks, you know? Uh, just out of curiosity, will you be continuing your videos with Pia on Crime Docs? Um, 
it's just a matter of not really having time, honestly. Like I barely keep up with Bravo and reality, other reality TV shows. So I, it's just a matter of that. Uh, Pia has a fun project in the works though. So stay tuned, make sure you're following Pia on TikTok and on Instagram at Piagetv, P-I-A-G-E-T-V. Uh, Max is socially awkward. Yeah. Um, why does he do that? It was driving me crazy. Walks in and walks out. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you guys are agreeing with me on this. Um, right. I was laughing at Phaedra so much. I think she will go far because she is engaged, but not too much. Yeah. No, Dan is really playing way too safe. Way too safe for sure. Hi, Jada. Um, I'm the Germany one, ran over to YouTube. Hi. Um, okay, so yeah, we're excited about the traders for sure. Excited about Drag Race and excited about traders. Excited about both. Um, I'm excited that uh, we get some good TV to talk about on these all Monday lives. Um, but okay, my time is up. I've got to get in the car so I can get to my nail appointment so I'm not late. But love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone in the chat, you're the realest. Thank you so much. And everyone at home, I love you. Mean it. And I will see you soon. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.